No. Can't remember my roommate's name. But we couldn't get into the our our room, and two exotic dancers came down the hallway and said, "Here you go. Let us give you a hand with that." How about that? I was 16. It was like, whoa. Andy Edmonton has checked in, by the way. She says, "Hmm, flashback. I did find glitter around an ex's house all the way into the bedroom. Now you know. No charge. This is the Rod Peterson Show." <laughs> Ah, yes, it is. Hello, Canada and Canadian (laughs) sports fans around the world. What a day that was, by the way. What a day that was. It's episode number 503 of Canada's daytime sports talk show, and we are on the air. And you might be wondering why I'm wearing a bunny hug today in the middle of summer. It is game day for Canada's team, the Vegas Golden Knights. As they go to lock it down against the Colorado Avalanche tonight at the Fortress. But you know what? I don't know where you are. Maybe some of you are lucky enough to be sunning yourself. We're not. <laughs> it's raining here today, and it's chilly, and it's ugly in the sweatpants capital. Yeah, and this setting in for like three, four days of rain. That's what I'm hearing. You know, um, but, you know, don't kid yourself. I think by now nobody's surprised and wondering why you're wearing the Golden Knights hoodie on a daily basis. They know it's game day. <laughs> they know That's it's right. game day. That's right. And, uh, hey, Bill Lothian watching from the deep south. He writes in, he says, good windy and wet morning. RP show. Trotsy and the boys simply outworked the Bruins down to one more series. Jays won a goofy one. Well, I'll get into that. I'll get into all of that uh, here. But coming up on the program today, I got my guests written down backwards. Looks like hour one, we've got CFL future Hall of Famer, Arlen Bruce III. Believe that's hour one. And in hour two, Spokane Chiefs legend and current Winnipeg Jets TV color man Kevin Sawyer is going to be with us. Soyzy. And we maybe a University of North Dakota men's hockey alumni. <clears throat> it's something that Clark's been working on. Here's the deal. They're having their golf tournament down there in Grand Forks. And I think the <laughs> – oh, it's in Scottsdale? The UND men's hockey alumni is in Scottsdale, the golf tournament. Oh, gotcha. He's telling me in my ear. So basically what they're saying was, if we're not too buckled, we'll have a guy for you later on. It's just like in the middle of this party, we're going to set up a laptop (laughs) and Rod's just going to crash the party. That's their idea, by the way. But they're like, and we don't really know who we're going to get. So go back to that UND team. We might get any one of them. (laughs) (laughs) What's the whole school alum? Like, look at all the guys that came through here. They're like, if we're in good enough condition. We'll be with you. We'll be on later on in hour two. So uh. I know. So we fly by the seat of our pants here on the old RP show. And um, quick six show topics, please, uh, Director Jordan, if you don't mind. So number one is I see Joe Lazito is writing in from New York. The Islanders are moving on as they vanquished the beat-up Boston Bruins last night, 6-2. And the Islanders really busted it open late it was a pretty good game pretty good game but at the Isles they just got something going there's some sort of mojo there about it being in the last year in the Nassau Veterans Memorial Coliseum Joel Azito was writing me last night from the game he's like oh god I wish you were here I'm like put your phone down and just enjoy the game Joe and at least you got a great game which it was a great game last night and the Isles are moving on and are we not all starting to think about the 80s Islanders I mean you're not you weren't alive yet but Clark Gillies Brian Trache Bobby Bourne Chico Resch those guys are all right from here they're rectangle and it just seems like they got that mojo going again but they're lining up against the Tampa Bay Lightning and I they're just so 
strong. We got lots of time to preview that series, but I just say the Islanders got something going. But they're they're a lot of fun to watch. How much of the game did you watch oh, last night? I watched a lot. They're a lot of fun to watch. They really are, you know. And Nelson's goal, right? That was really oh yeah, the winner. Uh, oh, it was a great yeah. one. Um, so watching that and. And here's the thing, too, and going back and forth with Bruins fans, they're done with Tuka Rask. Did you know? The Bruins fans, they're done with Tuka Rask. Too many big games that he hasn't been able to step up to the plate. And He's no Tim Thomas. Been shaky and uh, unreliable. So they don't like Tuka Rask. But that's every fan base gets a little hurt after a game like that. But, uh, hey, man, the Isles are fun. Barry Trotz, uh, you know, he's, he's out coaching. Out coached Bruce Cassidy, out coached Sullivan, right? You know, Barry Trotz has really, you know, has finger on the right buttons in New York. And, uh, man, I can't wait for the next series. Well, maybe this is their time. At some point, the Tampa Bay Lightning are going to have to go down, and maybe it's this year. But it's a rematch of last year's uh, Eastern Conference final, and it's going to be a tremendous series. Uh, point two, can I point this out that Lou Lamarillo? You know where I'm going with this? Yep. Actually, Steve Simmons tweeted it last night. He's like, I've said it before, but I'll say it again. Why did the Leafs let go Lou Lamarillo? Or it was like, why was Brennan Shanahan allowed to push out Lou Lamarillo with the Leafs? I'm not the resident Leafs guy. I'm surrounded by them. So how does that get forgotten every year when the Leafs are now booking tea times and the Islanders are still playing? Like, at what point is somebody held accountable for the fact that they got, I'm sorry, I think the wrong general manager running the Toronto Maple Leafs. You had Lou, and he left. Because he didn't like the direction of the organization. Yeah, and you know what? I don't have a problem with what Kyle Dubas has done with the roster. I don't think there's any. I don't think he really has an issue with that. The good roster just doesn't know how to win yet. Um, and so you made that decision. Kyle Dubas is your future, and you kind of had to choose. Do we go future and take our lumps and, and go with the guy long term, Dubas, or do we stay with Lamarillo? And I, they made that choice, and I don't dislike the choice. But what Lou brings and what seems to have happened with Lou and with Barry Trotz and then down into the lineup, culture, right? And that's completely what's missing in Toronto is culture, yep. which they have to develop. So, yeah, Lou brings instant culture. Whether it's about shaving your beard or not, it works. It works. From Joe Lozito, he says, Lou and Barry have completely changed the culture of this organization. Thanks, MLSE. There it is. For giving us Lou Lamarillo. But I'm watching last night because Paul Mary's got a full beard, and I just thought, what? I get screwed up by teams in that tri-state area. It's like, so Paul Mary's got a beard. Lamarillo has an anti-facial hair edict. And then I'm thinking, well, back in the day, Ken Morrill with the Islanders had a beard and Clark Gillies. Yeah, but Lou was running the Devils, not the Islanders. That's right. So did he shelve this edict for the playoffs? Is that a, is that a thing? Lou Lamarillo's... Clean-shaven policy's gone for the playoffs? I believe that's the case. Ken Danico had a beard. Yeah. I think Brodeur didn't even grow one once in a while. You wouldn't see it. No, so you wouldn't. Blonde. I know. Anyways, that's our take on Lou. I'm not sure that I got an answer for that. Um, point three, Colorado-Vegas game six tonight. Um, my brother always texts me before these games because he's a huge, long-suffering Golden Knights fan just like myself. And he's like, "What? Uh, any predictions? And I always pick Vegas will win. The other night, I think I said 4-1 Vegas, and it went to overtime. <laughs> Hope he doesn't mind me saying this. <laughs> he goes, Mark Stone looks like he just came out of a cave. <laughs> that was from my brother He's last like night. Oh, he looks like a caveman. Come on. I and I don't remember him being this good in Brandon. I don't remember Ryan Reeves being this good in Brandon. If something's happened 
These guys have hit another gear in the National Hockey League, and it's so much fun to watch. I'm not going to make a prediction other than this is what I know. I'm going to be watching the game at 7 p.m. Mountain tonight. The world will stop. Okay? That's all I got to say. The over-under is 5.5. I'm trying to find who is favored, and I, I couldn't find it, but the over-under is 5.5, if anybody cares. Point four, CFL stuff. Um, well, my phone blew up yesterday with CFL people with our comments in this section yesterday of the warm-up for E. Cole Electric. Um, one personnel guy, this, I'm just telling you what I'm hearing, okay? One personnel guy told me that he was told that there's a 50-50 chance that the CFL will play. So take that for what you will. I said yesterday, name me one instance in the last year where I was wrong and somebody texted me from a team and said, well, you said MLSC is funding the CFL. That's wrong. I said, I didn't say they're funding it. I said, they're running it. MLSC kept the CFL off the field last year and they might do it again this year. So I just, I know it's semantics, but I don't feel I've been wrong in a lot of what I've reported. But what, what, the players are saying, and they're so excited because they've never had a voice, per se, like what this show is for them. Uh, some player representatives said they think that the CFL players, after this season, when they agree to all these massive pay cuts, every single one of them should be allowed to sign in the National Football League after the 2021 season. And they're like, what do you think of that? And I said, well, I, I think they should be allowed to sign in the NFL after every season, every one of them. I really believe that. Um, and when I said to you in your office here before the show that I was going to bring this up, your eyes lit up. You think it's a great concept? I think it's a great concept, and I'd never thought about it. I never thought about it, and I think it's, I think it's wonderful. I do think, you know, I don't like holding people back from advancement, right? If you're holding somebody back, then they're going to be disgruntled, and they're not going to be of value to you anyway, even if they're the best player in the Canadian Football League. If they're thinking about the NFL and you're the one holding them back, are they really going to be you know, a real big value to you? Probably not. And I don't, I don't think we should be selfish in that regard. So I think that's awesome. I think if they take a pay cut, there should be a, that should be what the players ask for. Look at, we'll take it. But look at, we want the out clause. If we want to, if we get, if we have a chance to go, we want to be able to go, period. End of story. Do you think that they, they're, they're no. not going to give them this concession? Of course not. Of course not. So you knew it. <laughs> of course not. And we're dreaming here. Yeah. We're in dreamland, but hey, look at I like to be romantic about those kinds of things, and maybe they do the it's right thing. It's a hockey versus football thing. I, I said to Darren, if a guy was having an amazing American Hockey League season and was to be called up in the NHL, would they hold him back in the American Hockey League? I don't even know of that being a thing or that even happening. I don't understand why there's such a difference. Why, why do you hold the players back? But <clears throat> what the hell do I know? Yeah. Uh, I've raised people's ire this morning. Sean Gange, watching on Facebook, writes that and says, Mark Stone had 123 points in Brandon his final year. I didn't say he was bad. I just, I was there. I just don't remember him being this dominant. Okay, what do you have? Five or six points in a game this year? In the National Hockey League? The guy was a man among boys in junior. He's looking like a man among boys in the National Hockey League. It's far harder to do. That's all that I'm saying. Uh, Sean Dufour is watching. He's a WHL linesman. Stone was very good in Brandon. I didn't say he wasn't. And speaking of, Leanne Hajdu writes in. She says, long-suffering Vegas fan. They haven't been around that long. How about that? You guys got to understand. Don't ever take me seriously. 
really funny. I'm, you're taking me far too seriously. And by the way, if the Vegas Golden Knights knock off Colorado in either Game 6 tonight or Game 7 uh, when it happens, they'll be to the conference finals for the third time in their first four years. Seems like a first, right? It's not. Apparently the Blues did that. And the New York Rangers. Okay. Didn't know. Who knew? Who knew? How about that? Uh, Jays hammered the White Sox last night in a, one, in a fun one. What did it end up? 6-2, I think? It was yep. like 2-2 two, two late, and the Blue Jays just broke out. Sean McCormick's watching from Mission Control in downtown Toronto from the Game Plus control room, and he says, it's odd. Sean writes in, I agree with your takes on CFL players wanting to go to the NFL, but I hate when players hold out from their team to try and go to other teams, not honoring their contract that way. Re-Aaron Rodgers. That's a simple um, apples and oranges argument there. Yeah, that's yeah. the side of it. It's like, look at, somebody said, why are contracts in place? William May did um, in the first place. They need to protect you from lateral movements. I don't think contracts should protect you from, <laughs> should hold you back from moving up, yeah. right? But lateral movements, yeah, that's why you have them in place. It's just an interesting topic. Maybe we'll spend more time on that later. Arlen Bruce would be a good guy to ask about that, wouldn't he? Absolutely. Um. Joe Lozito clearly loving the show today regarding that stat that the New York Rangers went to the conference finals three times in their first four years. Joe said, well, yeah, but the Rangers did it in the 1800s. So, yeah, there were six teams back then. Everybody made the playoffs. Thanks for reminding me, Joe. Thanks for grounding me. Everybody needs somebody to do that for you. Yes. Oh, yeah. Janet Four Seasons writes in. She says, good start from Malik Manoa, too. He was outstanding last night. They got a good one there. Oh, yeah. They need more Alec Manoas, though. That's right. Uh, hey, the warm-up is brought to you by Ecole Electric. You're a complete electrical distributor with locations in Regina, Estevan, Swift Current, Yorkton, and Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan. Ecole Electric, let's get to work right after coffee. Um, my sixth point of the Quick Six show topics here is regarding the Canadian Elite Basketball League. This is the league that they want to be the basketball version of the CFL. And so they sent out a release. The Canadian Elite Basketball League confirmed its 2021 regular season will tip off June 24th, as the league had previously announced April 21st. In preparing for the season, the CEBL developed a comprehensive return to play plan that prioritizes the safety of athletes, officials, and staff. Approvals of the plan from public health and government stakeholders in Alberta, B.C., Ontario, and Saskatchewan have now been received, ensuring that the season will begin as scheduled. they got teams now, Ottawa, Hamilton, Guelph, Saskatoon, Edmonton, Fraser Valley. That's it, right? The games run CBC and CBC Gym. And close friend of ours is Mike Morielli, the commissioner of the league. CFL great, great cup champion. He said in the release, CEBL athletes, officials, and staff are ecstatic to start our season. We are proud to demonstrate how sport can safely resume and lead the industry back to play. We expect to be among the first Canadian leagues to welcome fans back to our venues in the coming months. We hope to see investments from provincial and federal governments that match the growing demand for basketball in Canada. There's more. We'll talk about it later, but I just wanted to get that out there that the Canadian Elite Basketball League is playing. It's a fantastic league. It's got national coverage on CBC. We're close friends with the teams. 
It's a nice breath of fresh air there. Oh, big time that they're going to play. Yes. And I can't wait to get into the building. I really can't. You know, we talked about that, right? And something maybe we got to dig deeper into. But when, when Saskatoon opens their season, you know, with the province of Saskatchewan saying that we're going to be full stadiums by, what, middle of July. And that's right at the time that they're going to be opening their stadium for their first uh, home opener, right, in July. It might be a full building. Mm-hmm. Like, wouldn't that be something? We were courtside at those games. I mean, I can't wait to get back and, and, and get to Sastel Center for those games. It's going to be fun. So I want Arlen Bruce to think about this in the commercial break because he's lined up, they tell me, and ready to go. And uh, Arlen, listen, we all want the CFL to play, obviously. That's the plan. We've just been outlining the hurdles here. And, and again, there's a movement amongst the players and their representatives that uh, all CFL players after this season should be allowed to sign in the National Football League just to try out because they're going to be subject to all these pay cuts this year. I want to get Arlen's take on that. And more. That's next. Kevin Sawyer on the way, too, with the Winnipeg Jets. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV Network. This has been the uh, warm-up for eCall Electric on YouTube and Facebook Live and 24-hour sports radio for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com.